Welcome to the Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Oh, that's how I felt after my last therapy appointment. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> well, when you were rolling around in bed, with- I know that's you. That's you and your girl in your uh, that's not we're done. Your transference. Yeah, work on your own transference. I think you're transferring <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so speaking of lies and telling lies. Yes. Today's shorty, which with shorties, we give ourselves a topic and we bring things to the table. Yep. On the other episodes, we have no idea what each other are bringing. So today's topic, which is a juicy one, and we have so many stories, is... The way our parents lie to us. Oh my gosh. I love this topic. When producer Sarah and you sent this to me, I was like, I immediately had things pop up in my brain that immediately made me go trauma, 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 trauma. <laughs> like really? Yes. Like I was told some terrible lies as a young person. Oh my gosh. How about you? Were you told pleasant lies? Well, can I ask what those lies were? Or would you rather not talk about those? Oh, I'll talk about them for sure. Okay. But I, but you you seem shocked that mine were traumatic. <laughs> like yeah, mine were just ridiculous. Okay, like give me yeah. an example. Well, I mean, it was all for my safety. Like okay. I think my mom was a six on the enneagram, okay. which we know is about safety and security yep. and planning for worst case scenario. So it was all for my safety. So it was like it was all around. <laughs> You'll die if you do this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So, or at least that's how I remember it. But, um, I mean, there were, like, the funny ones, too, of, like, if you swallow a watermelon seed, you'll grow a watermelon, which isn't mm-hmm. funny when you're... that. Actually, that's traumatic. That's scary. <laughs> I, I was told that. It, that wasn't one of the things that I remembered. But now that you said that, I remember both my mom and my dad telling me, because I love to eat a whole apple. Okay. Like, the core, the everything but the Wait. stem. Everything but the stem. I love to eat the whole apple, like the Wait, seeds. You eat the core? I do. I do. I love it. I, I love how crunchy it is. You can't I've... eat that thing. Yeah, you can. You're talking about the thing that the stem goes through. You eat that. Yeah. I've all, I always have. Like, yeah, since... I, I don't think you're supposed to. <laughs> well, regardless, I guess my parents thought the same thing because they told me the same thing as uh, the watermelon seed thing is they were like, you're going to grow an apple tree in your stomach because that's, you're eating those that's seeds. dramatic and i literally would envision this tree growing in my stomach and wonder is it is it growing like and is it gonna come out my throat like is it but it never it never evolved yeah okay so what about the people like i, I hit up some friends uh for some content right mm-hmm. and so um there's a lot of people that are very much like i didn't tell my kid about Santa. Like that was the big, mm-hmm. that one and sex came up oh. repeatedly as far as lies, <laughs> which is amazing. And what I want to understand, and I would love if, if people want to write in and explain this because it's very evident that neither of us are parents. We have dogs, so that's a thing, but we, we are not parents of human children. Why do you think it's necessary to lie to your children about sex? I don't understand why a a penis needs to be called, for example, in my family, a she dog. 
what no. are you wait <laughs> um <laughs> wait a minute Wait a minute. It's actually that I, I hate to redo that, but we have to redo. No, it we're not I redoing it. it the wrong we're word. not redoing it. All of this is staying. Even Sarah, the producer, just turned around like, what the hell did you just say? So you didn't mean. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean. So I was thinking of the sheen. So oh, my God. OK, so in my family, this a boy's back reason. <laughs> Why cat is my best friend because I'm so stupid. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Oh my god. Okay, not the she dog. <laughs> that's in that's the that's the cousin the, to the, the Sheenas. It's the cousin to the Sheenas. And I'm pretty sure that is gonna be in the title of this episode. <laughs> the she dog. Oh Lord. Okay, so <laughs> family a male's part was called a pee dog <laughs> that's weird it well, was called a, i'm not a, shaming you a, that's not weird well that. it's not me i did i didn't i don't have a pee dog so it, it was it's not shaming me i'm just saying who, that who is who, who my cousin i have a i have a male cousin and he he <laughs> was taught that his penis was called a pee dog P dog. Is that the aunt that I know that did that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or the uncle. I don't know who came up with no, it. No, it was definitely but, aunt. Yeah. So it, it, it was the P dog. And then I've heard people call it a weenie. I've heard people call it a worm. A I've, worm? I've heard people call it like a, a like wait, there's your, there's wait, your, wait, wait. and wait, it's there's like, a sound. It's like a, Prince. A, it's just a, like yeah, it's it looks like a symbol, <laughs> yeah, like Prince. <laughs> it Which, has it's like a click. A yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to take off your clothes and show your. That's a lot of work, man. But as parents, like hello at catandmoosepodcast dot com, write in, tell us why it's it's better to do that than to just say son. That's a penis. I my guess is, and again, not a parent. My guess is, if I had a child, that child would be at church and scream "penis." But what would be different than going? <laughs> it just sounds there. Just sounds like they're sucking on hard candy. Oh wow, that could go in so many directions. No, like a, it sounds like they're sucking on a hard no candy. Oh my gosh! No. Okay, like, the reason I thought of that is I was thinking like you give you know old ladies give their kids where there's originals. Like that's what I was picturing. Uh, in conjunction with the penis? No, with the <laughs> sound. <laughs> So you're worried about a little boy in church going, Mom, my penis is hard. Oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> as opposed to going, Mom, my pee dog is hard. No, she dog. <laughs> Maybe the female version is a she dog. Oh, wow. Okay, gosh, other lies that have been. I heard somebody, uh, there was a girl I went to college with that had uh, her we talked about this, the different names that our grandparents or parents call. And she hated baskets because 
Her grandma called it her basket. Oh. Why is that cute? No, it's not cute. It's, it's so sad. And then another her girl basket. <laughs> and then and I guess because you can put things in it. But the <laughs> oh wow! I, I mean, that's the only thing we could come up with. That's yeah. not my theory. That's someone else's. But there was <laughs> other girl in there who her grandmother called it her sunflower, and she hated sunflowers because of that. I can't, I don't think I'll ever look at a sunflower this same. I haven't. In fact, my sister loves sunflowers and she was like, I'll plant some at your house too. I was like, I'm good. Yeah. And I definitely can't eat sunflower seeds now. Well, think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. All right. So back to the lies. So what were some of the ones that you had trauma around? Like, I, I want to know. Well, the, the first one was, and this is kind of sad, so I don't, I don't know that it's going to be very entertaining, but that's not all we're here for. Um, the first one is that as a young child, um, my parents got me a beagle. I love beagles, yeah. probably because of this first dog. And her name was Kissy because she kissed me all the time. She would lick me, and, and I just thought it was cute, and so I called her Kissy. That's cute. Well, after several weeks of having kissy kissy went missing and my mom and my dad were out in the backyard it's, it's when we lived in north carolina and my mom and my dad were out in the backyard with me and we were going kissy kissy like where's kissy and we couldn't find her anywhere and so then we went to the neighbor's yards and we couldn't find her anywhere and we went out into the cornfield there was a cornfield next to our house and so we went there looking for kissy and i was heartbroken because kissy was just never found and what I learned way later in life is that Kissy had repeatedly gotten out of the fence and pooped in a neighbor's yard and the neighbor like called the animal people on us or whatever it was. And we, we, I shouldn't say we, I was like two or something, but no, I was, I think I was seven. Um, but I guess Kissy had defecated all over the neighbor's yard multiple times and so we th my parents had to had to give her away like they had to find her a new home and they never told me so they took you looking for her when they had already given because her away they, right because they didn't want to they didn't want to tell me hey we had to give the dog away because it pooped in the neighbor's yard they just wanted me to believe that she went missing would you have rather them told you i can't answer for my seven-year-old self yeah I thought you were two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I was really seven. Um, no, I, I was I was seven when we lived in North Carolina. Um, I, I think as a as an adult woman, yes, I wish they would have just told me the truth. Much like I would rather know that penis is penis rather than pee dog. You yeah. know, like like just tell me what it is so I don't get made fun of by my friends. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when you go to sixth grade and y you say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, how's your? <laughs> I don't think you're gonna ask someone how their penis is. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's a good point. Well, you might. What, what's it? What's a lie that you were told? Well, I can. My sister had a couple that I didn't really remember, but I had one around a pet as well. We had a wiener dog named Sweetie Pie, and <clears throat> when, as I remember it, my sister may correct me on this. When my parents divorced, my mom moved north like six hours. Hmm. And I think that's when we had to drop her off at a farm, mm. which we did. We dropped her off at a farm. But like I, I was told, I mean, that, that part was real, but I was told, you know, all these reasons for it, which mm. I think it was just like, 
look, I got four kids. The last thing I need is another four-legged animal. Mm-hmm. That's so, so sad. I know. It was really sad. And they were, like, it, the, it was the whole idea of like, she needs to run. I'm like, her legs are like an inch long, but okay. <laughs> you know, and it was later that I was like, wait a minute. This wait. doesn't add up. Yeah. So in the moment, you were like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, I thought But then later best. on, you were like, wait. Yeah. Where's sweetie pie? And now I'm in therapy for it. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. So um, another one that I heard that a friend sent in that a friend told her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we've cleared that up. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to get in trouble this for is four plagiarizing. Steps. This is seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Exactly. So she said that um, the dad um, of this family took her the kids out and said, we're going to bury beans tonight in the yard. And I don't know if it was like a la Jack and the Beanstalk, okay. you know, that sort of thing yep. where it's magic. Okay. They said, we're going to bury these magic beans. And then the next day when they woke up, there was a trampoline in the yard. Isn't that sweet? Oh, that's amazing. No, Like that is making kids believe in magic. Beans equal trampolines. But do you get it? Like I, they're magic beans. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally get it. I just, I like that it rhymes as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. So one of the lies that absolutely devastated me, and I think just about every parent does this in some capacity. I remember being a young child, and it was at the same house in North Carolina where Kissy was the dog that I was can't no get more. Over the dog's name is Kissy. <laughs> Why? It, I don't know. It's just I keep thinking of a cat, maybe because a kitty. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. So we're living in this house in North Carolina. It's me, my sister, my mom, my dad. And um, I, for some reason, find myself climbing up on the countertop and opening like one of the very high cabinets. You know how like kitchens have those real high up cabinets mm-hmm. that I still even, can't reach. Yeah, even adults, like we can't reach them. Well, I was up there looking through the cabinets and I found evidence of every kind of candy that was in my Easter basket. Oh, no. And I had this moment where I was like, oh, there are like malt eggs up here. I like those. Wait, I got those in my Easter basket. Wait, I got Hershey Kisses. Wait, I got... Mom! Like, I, I literally, I at that moment, I was like... I have been absolutely lied to. I've been betrayed. I've been hurt. I've been wounded. The Easter Bunny is my mom. See, I would not have made that connection. I made the connection and it was like, it was like a, a, boulder like landing on my stomach like it was just uh, it was awful and so I had this conversation with my mom through tears and I'm like are you are you the Easter bunny are you the Easter bunny and and I don't really remember what she said but what what I think I remember is her kind of going like no like why would you why would you think that and then me going like mom here's the evidence like I found all this candy it's the exact same stuff that was in my basket like you can just tell me like you're the Easter bunny. And I remember her going like, yeah, I, yeah, yes, I am the Easter bunny. And then like another boulder landing on my stomach, I was like, gong, gong, gong. Santa Claus. That means you're also Santa Claus. I have to agree on trauma on this one. Yep. (laughs) Because I 
refuse to believe that Santa isn't real to this day. Because <laughs> you watch the Polar Express, right? If I had kids, hands down, I would, I would totally too. be like, Santa's real. And I do with my nephews. Easter, exactly. Yeah. And there's tons of people that are like, no, because like I had a friend say, if, if I... If they think I'm lying to them about that, then they're going to think I'm lying to them about all these other things. Mm. And like, I didn't have trauma around like my mom lying to me at all. I, my dad was the one that I overheard him telling my sister Santa wasn't real. Why did he tell her? uh, I think she might've inquired and he thought she was old enough to tell her. But I overheard it mm-hmm. and I ran in there and started doing karate moves on my dad, <laughs> like straight up, ran in there. And I was like, it was during karate kid times. And I was like kicking him and I was like, stop lying. That's not true. Because for me, once that got in my head, the magic was gone at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you like Mr. miyagi your dad. I totally did. Yeah. Wax on. Wax off. Well, how did he respond to that? I have a really traumatic story. I've never told anyone around that. My dad was wearing a robe. This is awful, but please, someone tell does me. Does it involve a pee dog? It does. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe we were, I've never heard this we before. We were in the kit. I don't think my sister knows the story. She's about to hear She's it. She's about to know it. We were <laughs> Give in, her heads up. in the, my dad's kitchen and what we call the Halloween house because it looked like the house from the TV the movie Halloween. Mm. Like it was super creepy and old, but like cool too. Like Mm -hmm. super old. I already said that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm going in there and I'm, I'm Mr. miyagi or whatever and kicking and whatever. And so all three of us start fighting and having fun. And my dad kicks. And I was like, dear God, what was that? That is awful. That should not happen to a human. It, should, it shouldn't happen even to an adult human. Dear. And then I had to see it when he was in the hospital again. It's like, what have I done? What karma has come back to me? <laughs> Look, guys, if you're going to play karate with your kids, put some put, put some s- panties put on. Put some panties on. Yeah. Boxer. Sh- well, boxer shorts don't really hide that much. Yeah. But that would be way better than what I saw. So and I was only six. Yeah, that I don't know. How I mean, no I wonder you're in no therapy. Idea. I have no, no wonder idea. you're in therapy. And no wonder we're both in therapy. So here's here's my other thing. And it's not necessarily funny. It's just kind of explains. I think it kind of explains Professor Cat a little bit. OK, please. tell. So so one of the lies that I was told as a young person was about my dad's job. Oh, so, yeah, my dad for the first, um, I think seven or eight years of my life my dad was a navy seal he was a part of seal team two which is so um, freaking cool yeah, which is so cool how many people are on like a team i don't know okay i don't know producer sarah can you find out for us please the original seal teams in the vietnam war were separated between west coast team one and east coast team two seals likewise current seal teams are organized into two groups naval special warfare group one west coast and naval special warfare group two east coast Each 16-man platoon can be task-organized for operational purposes into two eight-man squads, four four four-man fire teams, or eight two-man sniper reconnaissance teams. The size of each SEAL team, or squadron, including support staff is approximately 300 personnel. Reference, Wikipedia. So yeah, my dad was on SEAL Team 2, and... um, 
And so I knew that he was in the Navy. I knew that he went on long trips on ships, but that's kind of all I knew. Okay. And then, um, and this is, I learned this way later in life, but then when I was like, uh, I think like eight years old, my dad transitioned from being a Navy SEAL to being a ballistics technician in the CIA. So he was a, he was a bomb technician. That is so cool. So his job was to understand bombs, how to take them apart, how to put them together, build them the whole, the whole nine yards. Um, and so I, all I knew is that my dad worked for the government and he knew how to take apart bombs. That's all I knew for did, years and years and years. Did you tell people that? Well, no, because I didn't, I didn't even really know what that meant. Yeah. Like I, I just was kind of like, well, I mean, that's what my dad does. Like, what a cool thing to tell people your dad does. Well, I, I mean, you would think, but I didn't, I, for some reason I didn't, I, I didn't think that was cool. Um, and then way later on, we lived in Germany when I was a teenager and I remember walking into my parents' room and my mom and I had had this suit made for my dad and it was made by a custom tailor guy and it was a very fine suit, probably something that was like, you know, some sort of silk thread or something like that. And so anyway, on the inside of the suit jacket, the tailor had in embroidered his name, my dad's name on a tag, like kind of a tag on the inside of your shirt, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it said, um, you know, the name is Bond. James Bond. And I thought that was cool as shit. I was yeah. like, my dad has got a suit that has his name embroidered on the tag on the inside. Like, that's so legit. And I remember walking into my parents' room several months after this and seeing that tag laying on my dad's dresser and not understanding, like, why would he have cut that tag out of his suit? Right. And so I questioned him and my mom, I was, and I, and I was in tears because I thought that suit was so special. Right. Like why would he ruin yeah, it? Why, why, why would he ruin it? And, and that was the time at which I learned that my dad was an undercover agent in the central intelligence agency. That is so freaking cool. No, it is so fascinating. Did you ever get to ask your dad about anything that he did? And I was did. he allowed to share? And he shared a little bit. Like I asked him about, he, he died um, he died the January after nine 11. Mm. Um, and I remember asking him kind of in that in between time, um, did you know it was happening? Like, did you know nine 11 was coming? And he really, said, yeah, I didn't know yeah, you asked him that. I did. I asked him that. And he said, we knew, we knew that something was happening and we knew when we did not know what is what he told me. I, I don't know if oh that's true. Oh my God. Yeah, but that's, that's what he told me. Cause I remember I'd, I was supposed to fly down to Miami and meet him cause he lived in Miami at the time mm -hmm. for a Rebecca St. James concert. Really? And I couldn't fly down there because nine 11 happened the same day. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so Leslie, who is one of our big fans. Oh, I love Leslie. <laughs> she's so great. In Canada, she uh, she's actually the inspiration of us talking about this. She is. So I asked her, I was like, is there anything you want us to talk about? And she brought up the topic of the lies our parents tell us. Okay. And I said, well, if you're bringing up this topic, you have to give me a couple. <laughs> yeah. And this is so good. So here's what she wrote. Okay, just because I was now reminded of it, my parent, my apparent upbringing by the Beverly Hillbillies uh, the, the lies our parents told us. Well, my father must have noticed that my sister and I were becoming sturdier by the day. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> we 
which I love that. Does that mean like hitting puberty? No. Eating cookies and pop tarts, <laughs> watching Santa Barbara, Days of Our Lives, and The Facts of Life. Oh which my brought gosh. back so many That's memories. Great. And we must have watched a program on limiting calories. Oh, he must have watched a program on limiting calories in our diets. So instead of taking away the cookies, we had to adopt a new way of putting the quote right amount of salad dressing on our salads he would say girls all you need is exactly one cap full so when we had salads we poured a little creamy cucumber into the lid and administered it evenly over our salad we thought we were being posh and cultured as that's what the skinny rich girls must be doing (laughs) fast forward to me being 18 invited over to my favorite teacher's house for dinner and seeing a salad as part of the meal without blinking an eye I grabbed the salad dressing bottle and poured it into the cap. Oh, no. And happened to see her look at me like I was crazy. (laughs) And it dawned on me. This was a lie my father told me. And I wanted to die. I also found out later that no one else except my father and I, from witnessing his heathen ways, puts chocolate cake in a glass of milk to eat with a fork. Oh, Okay, so I hit her up about that. There's lots of others that are freaking amazing. Uh, But I wrote her back and I said, I laughed so hard when I read these. Wait a minute. So am I understanding right that you put chocolate cake in a glass of milk? Why? And she said, yes, my dad did. And she said, shh, I still do. Oh. And then she said, (laughs) you eat it with a fork. I'm assuming we were too poor for ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Does ice cream cost much more than a chocolate cake? I can't imagine it I, does. I personally would rather have chocolate cake right now. Well, I, I, I just am not into sweets, so I'd rather have a bag of cheese puffs. But <laughs> the thing that that makes me think is it makes me think of a Southern thing that my uncle does, the uncle of the cousin who has a pea dog. Um, it makes me think of him. He puts cornbread in milk. And I think I I can't imagine something that would uh, tantalize. No, I can't imagine something that would tantalize my gag reflex more than cornbread than cornbread in a glass of milk. So the cake in the milk feels like, oh, wait, so maybe it doesn't gross me out that much. Actually, I, I just the part for me is like, why would you put something in the glass of milk? Like to me, if you're gonna like. You know how you put like a syrup or, mm-hmm. you know, ganache or whatever yep. on something. Yep. I would think you would pour it on it. But this is truly soaking it. So with your uncle doing that, I wonder if this is like just a generational thing. It might be a generational thing because it, it was our friend Leslie's dad and it was my uncle who yeah. was probably around the same age as Leslie's dad. And I just find that like I'm sure the flavor is amazing, but the texture, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. Do, I would literally vomit if I tried to eat like soggy cake in a glass of milk, like I just couldn't do it. I think I could do the cake. I think you just got to get at it quick. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the reason I don't like pancakes. I don't like wet Mm. bread. Yeah. Wet. Well, that makes sense. But if you put it in, in terminology that I understand, if you gave me a bag of cheese puffs and a glass of milk and said, will you dunk these cheese puffs in your milk? Like I would do it. That's disgusting. And I would think that it's it's great. Why would you choose to dip that? I'll tell you something I love dipping while what? we're at dipping. What? 
Who doesn't love a Wendy's French fry and a Frosty? Oh, that's so wonderful. Ugh, Except the their French fries are so like, they're a little bit too thick. Like I wish they would go a little more towards mm. McDonald's French fries. No, uh, I love their French. I love their newer French fries. Oh, I haven't had the newer ones. Well, no, it's the ones you're talking are about. Are they rippled? No. Ruffled? Do you like Chick-fil-A French fries? Oh, they're my favorite. Oh my gosh. Just, Waffle fries. Just lay it on your tongue and let it dissolve. Yeah. And I squirt mayonnaise all over it. I think it's so good mayonnaise yeah i you love, want to talk about gag reflexes i love mayonnaise on french fries thank you for growing up in germany oh really mm-hmm. yeah they put when when they serve french fries they serve it with mayonnaise i thought they, they serve don't serve it, it with, with ketchup oh that's canadians i like poutine do you like poutine i love poutine can we describe what it is <laughs> <laughs> just for clarification just for leslie <laughs> maybe leslie will correct us if we yeah, get it please, right or leslie. wrong okay so isn't poutine basically French fries, cheese, mayonnaise. What what else is on I it? I think it's just French fries and gravy. It is? Sarah, what is poutine? Poutine is a dish that includes French fries and cheese curds topped with a brown gravy. It originated in the Canadian province of Quebec and emerged in the late 1950s in the Centre du Québec area. Reference, Wikipedia. <laughs> Okay, so Jesse writes in and says, when I was little, I asked my grandfather why cowboys wore spurs. He said so that they could go roller skating whenever they wanted by flipping them under their boots. Okay, that's adorable. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. But if you think about it in real life, like the spurs would be, that'd be a rough ride. (laughs) Well, if you were a cartoon, you just lean back and ride on them. True. Yeah, you're right. It would be a little bumpy. Yeah. Um, okay, so a lot of the lies that came in weren't like there were some really sweet ones um, about people's parents, but some of them there were a lot around sex. The, that really? our parents told us lies, and one of them was that um, my other best friend Megan. Oh, I Megan, want to hate her, Megan, but I love her. I know Megan said I kind of get jealous listening to the podcast because I'm like. Oh, cat knew that and i didn't and i'm like i don't tell anyone anything well megan i'm jealous because moose drives across the country to see you and your daughter on multiple occasions and i can't even get her to drive five miles across town and come to my house oh whatever so eat it megan eat it i'm not sure what you're eating you're eating cake and and milk you're eating a pea dog (laughs) oh my goodness That's awful. Okay. So um one of them, Megan said that her mom told her that um her boyfriend was coming into town and someone had a hot tub and her mom said, just so you know, you can get pregnant from sitting in there with him oh in the my. hot tub. Oh. Which makes a lot of sense because she had a lot of paranoia in college <laughs> <laughs> around these things. We won't go any further than that. So what can we kind of un, unpack that a little bit? Like what what would happen in a hot tub with a man? Well, I think it's just I mean, I get I guess. But anyway, her comeback was that's not true, mom. Hot tubs make men sterile. <laughs> <laughs> She's so witty. Just like lied, that's awesome. Just it's right like back. no, mom, like that's actually not true. Hot tubs make men sterile. But don't you know like did you ever have birds and the bees conversations with your parents? If I did, I don't remember them. I I just don't I don't remember. I probably did, but I just yeah, I just don't remember. My birds and the bees conversation was this. My mom sat us down and said, 
I got pregnant when I was 16 years old. <laughs> and she said, you don't want to do that. <laughs> and so I was scared to death of everything. Like, yeah. um, I guess, I guess it's like them trying to keep us safe, but I'll tell you what, it makes you scared to death to touch, yeah. go near a boy. Yeah. Anything that, could make you pregnant. I know that's, that's super scary, super scary. And I remember like, I, I, we've talked about this on a previous episode. Like I had my first kiss when I was nine with Chris, um, and it was the best kiss in the world. And I still think he made me a good kisser, but that's subjective. <laughs> But I remember thinking, I feel like, like you kind of got lost in that kiss oh, for a minute. I did. I totally your did. Your eyes like rolled yeah. back in your head. It was really wonderful. Um, but I, I really kind of worried after that if I was going to be pregnant. Really? Yeah, I, I worried. I didn't. I didn't know. Like I, I didn't like really understand what all went into that at nine years old. But, huh. but yeah, I was a little bit like, have I done a sinful thing? Well, I had a boyfriend when I was twelve, and we would kiss in my bedroom, which I'm not sure how that was allowed. I think it was like the 20 minutes between when I got home from school mm -hmm. and when my mom got home from oh, work, you know, yeah. but, um, you had some private time. Yeah. And I don't know how, cause I shared a room with my sister, but I remember he was like leaning up against me and kissing. And I literally said to him, you, you are stabbing me with a pencil. <laughs> And I legitimately thought that he had a sharpened number two pencil in his pocket. Well, there you go. <laughs> I would have loved for someone to tell me what was going on there. But it was never really discussed. Well, I'll tell you what. We did not stay in that bedroom kissing. <laughs> I was not going to have that happen to yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be stabbed with a number two pencil either. <laughs> Ever. Okay. So I have one more story. All right. And it was not about my parents. Um lying to me it was about me lying to my grandmother oh okay actually my sister and i lying to my grandmother okay so i had two grandmas um one of them dad's side super close to one of my best friends in the world she has passed she died when she was 95 and then i had um grandma alice who was a mess and she was she had a really hard childhood and i'm just giving you these things so i'm saying this to say she was not the nicest woman to us in the <laughs> okay, world. Okay. And I'm finding out that people usually have a, a nice grandma and a, either a crazy or a mean grandma. Mm. Okay. Did you have that? Well, I, I never knew my mother's mother okay. or my mother's father, but I did know my dad's mother and father. And you might remember from again, a previous episode. Shag nasty. Yes. My dad's mother called me shag nasty. So she was the mean grandmother. Okay, exactly. Sure. Yep. So think of shag nasty grandma when you're thinking about yep. this. Yep. So, I mean, she was the one that. Come here, shag nasty. <laughs> like, I mean, who what? says that who to a says child? that? Well, she did. Like, it was awful. God rest in peace. <laughs> grandma mean grandma <laughs> granny um so uh, uh the same kind so this was the grandma that after my sister and i got older and looked back you wonder why we're in therapy um you know those giant um those giant plastic cups that truckers use to put coffee or oh, whatever yeah. they put in there yeah they're like 622 ounces right. <laughs> right. my grandma would the have one gulp. of those yeah it was like bigger than the big gulp it was a giant gulp and she Later, I realized that the smell of whiskey is what reminded oh. me of her. So I'm pretty sure she would drive us back and forth when she would watch us drinking that, which my mom, of course, didn't know. Anyway, Grandma Alice was something to be reckoned with. And man, sometimes you just got it. When you get older, you got to kind of dig back in and, you know, 
uh, maybe release karma. <laughs> so my we uh, my sister and I take my mom and my grandma to Gatlinburg, which if you've ever if you've not been to Gatlinburg, it's um it's like a real it's like it's frozen in time. Mm, you know, you've got mm-hmm. the taffy shops yeah. and you've got you know people making marshmallow. I don't it's know. It's like old timey is still cool. It is like yeah. it, it's like charming, but, but then also, there's Dollywood. <laughs> yeah, so it's sort of like Branson, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. like. You know, so um, what Opryland used to be. Yes. Um, so anyway, you walk down this long road and there's restaurants and there's people playing music and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's really kitschy, too. And so they have like haunted houses and stuff like that. And so um, it was a it's haunted houses year round, apparently. And so this this one was down on the main drag. So it's not going to be scary. It's not like one of the ones that are like you know, we'll drop you off in a field and we chase you for three miles <laughs> right, with and you're probably going to be dead by yeah, the end of it. Yeah. There's chainsaws and stuff. This was more like my therapy appointment. Yeah. I thought like kids are in Gatlinburg. They're not going to make it that scary. Right. So it's like right next to the wax museum. Like this is going to be great. So I, my grandma's in a wheelchair only because she couldn't walk the whole distance. Mm-hmm. She, she was able to walk just not very far. And so I thought, well, this will be great. Like we'll just push her in the wheelchair through this. So I walk up, to this haunted house she she said where are we going and i said a wax museum (laughs) and there was one next to it so Uh it made sense and oh my god was it not the funniest experience i have ever had in my life god rest her soul she is not here anymore (laughs) she could have died from this experience but she did not but so it's it's my grandma in the wheelchair first. My sister. You guys like put her out front. Like yes. let her deal with all of it. My sister, my mom, and then me. So I'm uh-huh. in the back and then there's two teenagers behind us and uh-huh. we all get pushed together in a pack together and everyone's like, oh, this is not going to be scary. Again, my grandmother does not know it's a haunted house <laughs> and she's being pushed first. All I know is I legitimately peed my pants because at one point... We, well, at the beginning, she it kind of, <laughs> she realized very quickly, we walk through this black curtain and Jason comes at her <laughs> with a chainsaw. Oh, wow. Like, just imagine, think you're going to a museum <laughs> with still people <laughs> and you're literally 92 years old. And you, you see the white mask with the holes and hear the chainsaw. And he's covered in blood. No, and she, no. all I see are her hands go up. <laughs> And she said, damn it, what have you done? And then my sister gets past that. And the best part was we finally get into this room where there's a bridge and it's completely dark. And it has those lights where you feel like the room is rotating. Uh And I can't even tell you. I wish you could see me act this out. My grandmother is leaning over the side of the wheelchair screaming, I'm falling! I'm falling! Someone help me! My mom and I literally are holding on to each other, crying. Both of us peed our pants. My sister just keeps pushing my grandmother into each room. And these two teenagers behind us are as scared as we are. 
And I have never had so much fun in my entire <laughs> life. As soon as we get out of that, my grandma looks directly at me and she shakes her finger at me. And she's of like, course. I know what you've done. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best time I've ever had. Like this, this is part of what makes me potentially believe in reincarnation is that that is undealt with trauma <laughs> that she went through at 92. Like when she died, she was probably like, oh, we're not done yet. So you always think it's your mom kind of visiting you no, at your no, house no. and I, stuff like that I like sage, i think i sage the shit out of this well, place she's probably like yeah sage and jason whatever <laughs> like anyone, i'm gonna get you back if anyone was gonna haunt me it was gonna be yes, grandma alice. yes i love it love grandma <laughs> alice we want to hear your lies that your parents told you we have an instagram post that you can reply to or you can email us at hello at cat and <laughs> producer Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production.